0: Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I'm Eden Strader, your host. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach, and I help other creatives build their dream business so that they can achieve their dream life. And whether you have been here forever or you're new here, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in this space. I'm stoked to have you here. So happy last day, last day of February, I think, right? We actually got the 28th this year. We got leap day. Um, Is that what it's called? Leap day? I don't know. Pretty sure. Anyway, happy last day of February. Regardless, how was everyone's February? January went so quickly and obviously February does too because it is the shortest month of the year and I'm just excited. I'm feeling so good about this year. I'm feeling really motivated. It's it's just a good time. I'm excited to kind of feel excited again. If you guys missed it, I was on Don't Take This Too Personally's podcast a while ago. I think that's a name. Don't Take This Too Personally or Don't Take This Personally. Um, it's Gabe and Cammie's podcast. They're going to be on this podcast soon. Um, but we kind of were talking about this big shift in my career right now to educator that even though I've been educating for years, this is my first year doing it full time without any weddings on the books. And I was talking about how like it's honestly been really terrifying and weird because as a wedding photographer, I yes, I was an entrepreneur, so like income wasn't guaranteed, which is always spooky. It's not like we all have paychecks coming in every two weeks, but I at least knew what my income was going to be at least a year out, which was really really comforting and helpful. And now that's not the case. And it's really scary, but I'm trying to lean into that fear in a really fun and motivating way. It kind of feels like how business felt when I first went full time, like where you're just like so excited, you don't know what's next, but you're also kind of terrified but you're like I'm really going to like put the pedal to the metal to make this work to make this dream work and that's kind of what business feels like again now that I've shifted into a completely new space so definitely feeling like jittery and nervous about things lately but like in a fun way where I'm like this is so cool that now I get to really push myself to try new things and I was just getting so comfortable in my business for the last couple years with wedding photography. And so it's really fun to be really uncomfortable again. Um, you guys know if you've been here for a while, we talk about being uncomfortable all the time and how it is absolutely crucial for our growth. And so I'm excited to be like the most uncomfortable I've been in a long time in my business. So Fun times. That's what's going on here. Um, we are wrapping up the month of branding, which you guys know I'm obsessed with branding. So we're ending it with book club, and I hope you guys read your book this month. It is the Hero and the Outlaw: Building Extraordinary Brands Through the Power of Archetypes um, by Margaret Mark and Carol S. Pearson, who is the bestselling author of The Hero Within. So this book club is gonna be—we're not gonna dive into it as much as we have like other books, just because. One of the things I really like about this book is that you're like learning about yourself and what archetypes you identify with and then learning about those. And I don't identify with a lot of archetypes. I might not identify with your archetype. And so there's not really any point in me reading through every single archetype possible. But I kind of want to talk about branding as a whole, as well as talk to you guys about like the archetypes that I identify with. And if you guys didn't read this book yet, don't worry. This is still an incredibly helpful podcast for you. While you listen, go to the show notes and take the quiz on what your archetype is. There are some quizzes that you can read and take really quickly to learn what kind of archetypes you probably identify as and show up as. And then that way you can start implementing the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, as well as I would highly suggest reading this book. So anyway, that's what this episode's going to be. I'm trying to think if there's anything new to update you guys on. We had a fun and exciting month. We reopened Calling All Brands. It is the 28th. And on Thursday, you guys, you get to find out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you guys kind of already know. Merch is coming. Merch is coming, you guys. Oh, my gosh. I literally am so excited. This has been something I've been wanting to launch for the podcast for so long, and I feel like I just got this huge-ass download um, on what the merch needed to be, and I'm ecstatic. It is an angel number-themed launch of mer- or merch, of just merch. So we're launching on 3-3, and obviously we have to launch on an angel number, please. But merch is only going to be available for a couple of days. I want this to be really limited. I I want you guys to have first access. And so I am so excited, you guys. Like, I am giddy. Um, One of the things with merch, too, is that, like, I didn't want to launch merch just because it's like, oh, the podcast, let's like launch merch, let's see what happens, whatever. I really wanted it to be clothing pieces that, one, I would wear 24-7 to merch that like I would pick up out of a store, like not necessarily like specific for the podcast. I'm not a huge fan of merch that like pushes, you know, like, I don't want to like one that has like my Instagram handle on it. Like I wanted something that I would walk into like Urban Outfitters or like walk into a local boutique and be like, that is a sick shirt. I want that. And so when I was designing it, one of the things I did is I would text them to my friends and like I texted it to my friend Elise who's a New York friend and like a newer friend so she like doesn't know a ton about business <laughs> my business and so I just like text her the shirt and was like hey like what do you think about this shirt like I I would like trick people into giving me feedback without the cushion of them like knowing it was mine and being my friend so that I could get like really honest feedback and I am just obsessed with how this worked. this merch turned out something that was really important to me is one it being a thick ass t-shirt um I love oversized thick t-shirts they're like what I look for all the time when I go thrifting. And so I'm obsessed with the quality of it. But on top of that, I just wanted it to be something magical that would help you manifest when wearing it while also being a sign for other people. And so that is my favorite part about the merch is that it has mantras infused in it. It has warped angel numbers. It has an angel number glossary. So not only are you getting to like bring in universal magic just by wearing it and like manifest all day while wearing it, but you're also likely going to be a sign for someone else. Like I just think about how I like moved to New York and asked for sevens. And like if someone was walking by with this shirt outside my apartment, I would have been like, this is it. I need to move now. So anyway, I'm so excited, you guys. So mark your calendars for 3-3 because it is going to be a phenomenal launch. And I literally am just like so giddy. And anyway, yeah, quantities are going to be limited. We're only going to be selling them for a couple days. So again, set your alarms for 3-3 and we will see you then. That is our big exciting news that I am just absolutely ecstatic for so all right let's go ahead and dive into the hero and the outlaw and I just want to kind of like read through a few different parts because one of the things with branding that I really enjoy learning about is obviously my approach to branding is very intuitive very personal based and so I really like learning about branding again my friend Elise She's actually in branding in a corporate front. And so it's like cool to like learn about her job because their approach to branding is obviously very different than mine. Um, and so I really like learning about concepts like this where you can take more intuitive approaches or you, approaches or you can take more data strategy approaches to branding. And so what I really like about this book is it's very like based on your personality, but also matching it with like very hard data. And um, so they're talking about like really big brands, you know, like giant brands that we all know like coke mcdonald's things like this um and they're talking about it and it's like these brands have become phenomenally phenomenally valuable not only because of their innovative features or benefits but also because these properties had been translated into powerful meanings they were worth millions of dollars because they had gained a kind of meaning that was universal larger than life iconic and so i think that is one of my favorite things about branding as a concept is that like You're not even selling what you're selling. You're selling like this idea and this feeling and this vision. And that's what's so incredible. And so they have this other line, like literally on the next page that says, the meaning of a brand is its most precious and irreplaceable asset. Whether you are selling a soft drink or a presidential candidate, what your brand means to people will be every bit as important as its function, if not more so, because it is meaning that tells us this one feels right or this one's for me. Meaning speaks to the feeling or intuitive side of the public. It creates an emotional affinity, allowing for the more rational arguments to be heard. And I just love the line. I have it highlighted. This one's for me. That is why I cannot preach a personal brand to you guys enough is the personal brand is what makes people look at your business and say, this one is for me. I love it. I mean, it's literally why you're here even listening to this podcast in the first place. Like, the reason you even exist in my sphere is because you have a connection to me as a person. I did not, if I would have, like, launched this podcast in the beginning of my career where I never talked about myself ever, no one would want to listen to me unless it was, like, maybe about, like, photography strategy but like even then like you had no connection to me right so I don't know if you guys have already heard me give this example but I for Christmas decided that I wanted to get my friends all like artistic prints that reminded me of them and it would have been so easy to walk into urban outfitters right and just grab some cute prints but there is this artist that I follow named Lindsay I will link her in the show notes um because I forgot her last name but she like does a great job of showing up on her like story she doesn't even like post her talking in those stories really but like she talks about how she's like this queer artist and how her um like queer identity impacts her art and the stories behind her art pieces and all of these things and I found her and I just like one fell in love with her art and I started following her on Instagram and I was like this is so cool to like see this girl's story woven into her art and so I ended up purchasing all my prints through her for my friends and it cost me more than it would cost to Urban but I had such a like connection to her as a person and therefore her business that I was like I'm more than happy to pay that because I love that these prints have like such meaning behind them and so that is why it's so important right so Let's read through. They have like this little chart of archetypes and their primary functions in people's lives. So I'm going to read through the archetypes first and then I'll go across. Archetypes are creator, caregiver, ruler, jester, regular guy or girl, lover, hero, outlaw, magician, innocent, explorer, sage. So then they kind of break down like what the archetype is, what it helps people do, and a brand example. So creator, it helps people craft something new. A brand example there is William & Sonoma. An archetype is caregiver, cares for others, AT&T, right? Like, they help take care of you so that you can talk to your friends and family. Um, archetype is ruler. They ex- help people exert control. American Express. Jester. They want to have a good time. Miller Lite. Regular guy or girl, um, it's okay to be just as you are. Wendy's, right? Like, I love that example because I'm like, oh my gosh, Wendy's is the perfect example of just like, you're just a regular guy or girl. Like, but that's where you go when you're just like, I just need something regular. Um, lover, find and give love. Hallmark, hero, act courageously. Nike, outlaw, that helps people break the rules. Harley Davidson, magician, affect transformation. Calgon innocent, retain or renew faith, ivory, explore, maintain independence, Levi's, sage, understand their world, Oprah's book club. Okay, obviously, this book is a little bit old, too. So some of those brands are a little outdated. But what I really like about that is that like those each of those companies are so, so different. And that's something to be said as you guys even listen here on the podcast, right? Like, There are so many different types of creators that listen to this podcast. Even when I do free trainings, we had like a financial advisor. We had videographers, photographers, wedding planners, florists, people who own boutiques, people who are influencers and like all of you are selling something different. However, your brand is how you're going to help communicate this very distinct feeling on what you're going to help people do and that's what they're going to connect with. I don't connect like let's use Levi's as an example, right? As the explorer, it helps you like discover like new things and like explore the world and feel free to like maintain your independence. Levi's are just jeans. However, it feels like so American and like independent when you shop there and it does feel like you're going to go explore. And so like that feeling is what keeps people going back to Levi's. So then they talk about marketing in terms of our branding. Right. And I'm just going to read this off. Virtually everyone writing about consumers today acknowledges that something radically new is going on. This was written probably like when social media started. (laughs) picking up. The modern age is over and we are in a postmodern time where the old rules do not necessarily hold. The new breed of consumer is not as trusting, as loyal or as malleable. Um, As those of the past buyers today are savvy deeply skeptical of advertising hype and more concerned with finding and expressing their individuality than conforming to societal norms. They seek meaning but they do not expect to find it in any kind of cultural consensus. Although they are pressed for time they take time to be informed of their purchases and when possible like to call the shots. Also, they value independence and authenticity highly and are hard to fool. Access to the Internet gives them information about brands and companies. So what you say had better be the truth. If not, they will surely find out. While this new breed throws many marketing professionals off stride, it does not have to throw you. Think about it. We are living in a time of great affluence wherein many people do not. Many people have access not only to virtually any product they want, but also to education, travel and information. Yet to a degree, cultural consensus about values has been broken down. So. Um oh then it has a quote that's really good. Uh the problem of mankind today therefore is precisely the opposite to that of men in the comparatively stable periods of those great coordinating mythologies which are now known as lies. Then all meaning was in the group in the great anonymous forms, none in the self-expressive individual. Today, no meaning is in the group, none in the world, all is in the individual. As a result, people are thrown back on their own devices. They have to find themselves and know what they think, want, feel, or stand for. For brands, this means that the archetypes of the explorer and the sage likely are salient motivators. In addition, when people aspire to be unique individuals capable of independent choice, they are attracted to higher levels of other archetypes than they may have been before so what's so important about this is that we understand that consumers and you can identify as a consumer right you you do consume things we want to feel a connection to the things that we purchase and what they're going to provide for us and so it's important that we understand what our archetypes are as business owners so that we can look at our ideal clients and be like what are they wanting to feel how are they wanting their life to be changed and how do i show up and show them that Like, how do I show up and be an example of that? How do I show up and show them I'm going to pave the way for that? That's what's incredibly important. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the boundaries within a brand. Right. So I'm going to read you guys a quote from page 41. Quite unconsciously, the management of these companies, it's just talking about like big, giant brands, basically, um, tends to be attracted to brand identities consistent with the archetypes that simultaneous are shaping their own behavior in the corporate culture so aka whatever we are seeing and what we're attracted to we will tend to create within our own company this is how some leading companies happen onto archetypal identities and manage to retain them over time especially if they have leadership that trust their own insides and their intuitive hunches they like brand identities that are like them however if they don't and if marketing firms convince them to follow every fat or public whim they inevitably will drift from one identity to another creating no clear lasting impression so this is what happens when we look at businesses in our market right I've talked to you guys about how it's so easy to look at everyone else and what they're doing and what's working for them and try to replicate it however, What's going to create a lasting and reputable and trusting brand is that you rely on your intuition and hunches. And that's, again, why I love this book so much is because they do talk about that. They're not all about just going off data. They're saying that it's really crucial to tune into yourself and what you're personally drawn to and then use that intuitive feeling to build your own brand. The archetype within the brand serves as a beacon for the corresponding motivation in all of us. In practice, with the high rate of product innovation, it generally is prudent to brand the company, not just the products or services this is another thing too you guys is like as your business pivots and changes and stretches and grows the brand should stay the same the brand is pretty similar as an educator as it was when i was a photographer i wanted my photography to help people feel seen i wanted it to feel fun i wanted it to feel empowering i wanted it to feel individualistic those are things that still stand in my brand as an educator and so that's why it's really important that we brand this business as a whole rather than our individual products services. They also talk about how like the brand should work to improve the quality of everyday life. That's how to build a strong and resilient customer loyalty. And I think that's something that I've obviously talked a little bit about on this podcast episode, but I don't think we talk about and like think about enough in our business is we're like, how do we keep people so loyal to our business? We are so often booking jobs and then trying to figure out how to move on to the next job and like book more things when we need to be focusing on the customer that we already have right now. How can we improve their quality of life so that they are loyal customers who one come back To Spread the word to other people. Don't get so focused on progressing your business forward that you forget to focus on where it is right now. That is something I've absolutely made the mistake of in my own business where I'm so focused on the growth. I'm so focused on pushing forward. I'm so focused on whatever that I don't even focus on the jobs I currently have at hand. And that's something that I've been working on a lot the last few years, especially as an educator now, is to really think about the people I already have in my sphere and how I can best show up for them, how I can best improve their lives because one I want to improve their lives and two that's how you create a brand that is trusted that is how you create brand loyalty is by providing as amazing of an experience as possible for the people already in your realm and don't you worry that will make more jobs come later. You can't just only be focusing on marketing. You can't only be focusing on your content and your social media. You need to be focusing on the clients that you already have on your plate. Do not negate them. Word of mouth is easily one of the most powerful tools you have in your business. And you should be so confident in your products and your services that you want to serve the people that intake them as best as possible. So there, we then start going into each of the individual archetypes. And again, I'm going to prompt you to go and take the quiz so that you know exactly what your archetype is, and then you can kind of read through them. But I'm just going to read you guys through some like summaries of each of them, and then we can kind of talk about like the ones that I personally resonate with, but we'll start out with the innocent. Their core desire is to experience paradise. Their goal is to be happy. Their fear is doing something wrong or bad that will provoke punishment. Strategy is doing things right. The gift is faith and optimism. People who resonate with the innocent archetype long to have the perfect work, the perfect mate, the perfect home, the perfect kids, and the ideal life. The primary promise of the innocent is that life can be eaten. Think of Christmas and most Christmas specials and the attendant sense of wonder and hope that life can be beautiful, especially if we believe in its possibilities and choose to do right ourselves. So this is what's so important is that like we can identify what the, the people who identify with the innocent, what their core desire is, what their goals are, what their fears are. And then we can come up with strategy, which is to do things right okay up next we have the explorer core desire is the freedom to find out who you are through exploring the world goal is to experience a better more authentic more fulfilling life greatest fear is getting trapped conforming inner emptiness non-being strategy journey seek out experience new things escape from entrapment and boredom boredom, trap aimless wandering becoming a misfit gift autonomy ambition um, ability to be one's own true soul Obviously, this is one of mine. Um, this is one that I really, really resonate with because this is genuinely like what motivates and calls to me in my personal life. Up next, we have the sage. Core desire is the discovery of truth. goal is to use intelligent and and, an analysis to understand the world. Greatest fear is being duped, misled, ignorance. Strategy is seek out information and knowledge, become self-reflective, and understand the thinking process. Trap can study issues forever and never act, gift wisdom and intelligence. This isn't one I necessarily resonate with that much, but I can think of brands that literally do. I don't know if you guys know Catalina Jean. She is amazing. Um, But her as a person, she's very like this, like this reminds me so much of her even just reading that she's so good at like researching everything which I find really really cool and not something I resonate with a lot and so I think that's amazing and that's how she can bond with her audience um up next we have the hero desire is prove one's worth through courageous and difficult action goal is exert mastery in a way that improves the world fear is weakness vulnerability or wimping out strategy become as a become as strong comp- competent well strategy become as strong competent and powerful as you are capable of being trap arrogance developing a need for there always to be an enemy gifts competence and courage Up next, we have The Outlaw, Core Desire, Revenge or Revolution, Goal, to destroy what is not working, Fear, being powerless, trivialized, inconsequential, Strategy, Disrupt, Destroy, or Shock, Trap, to go over the dark side, Criminality, Gift, Outrageousness, Radical Freedom. Up next, we have The Magician. This is another one that I really, really resonate with. Core desire, knowledge of the fundamental laws of how the world or universe works, goals to make dreams come true, fear, unanticipated negative consequences, strategy, develop vision and live it, trap, becoming manipulative, gift, finding win-win outcomes. All right. Up next, we have the regular guy or girl core desire connecting with others goal to belong fit in fears standing out seeming to put on airs and being exiled or rejected as a result strategy develop ordinary solid virtues the common touch blend in trap give up self to blend in um, in exchange for only a superficial connection gift realism empathy and lack of pretense. Up next, we have the lover, which I love. Uh, Core desire, attain intimacy and experience sensual pleasure. Goal, being in a relationship with the people, the work, the experiences, and surroundings they love. Fear, being alone, a wallflower, unwanted, unloved. Strategy, become more and more physically, emotionally, um, become more attractive, sorry, physically, emotionally, and every other way. Trap, doing anything and everything to attract and please others. Losing identity, gifts, passion, gratitude, appreciation, and commitment. The jester is up next. Core desire is to live in the moment with full enjoyment. Goal is to have a great time and lighten up the world. Fear is boredom or being boring. Strategy is play, or make jokes, be funny. Trap is frittering away one's life. Gift is joy. Up next, we have the caregiver. The desire is to pr- protect people from harm. Goal is to help others. Fear is selfishness inter- ingratitude. Strategy is do things for others. Trap is martyrdom of self-entrapment of others. Gift is compassion, generosity. Up next, we have the creator. Create something of enduring value is their desire. Their goal is to give form to a vision. Their fear is having a mediocre vision or execution. Strategy is developing artistic control and skill. Task, creating culture, express own vision. Trap is perfectionism, miscreation, and gift is creativity and imagination. The ruler is up next, and their desire is control. Goal is to create a prosperous, successful family, company, or community. Strategy is exert leadership. Fear is chaos being overthrown. Trap is being bossy or authoritarian. Uh, Gift is responsibility. Leadership. Okay, so those are all the brand archetypes. And I know that was like a lot of reading, but that way you guys can at least kind of get a recap of what each of those archetypes are, how they operate. And then the book goes in deeper into like each of those things and how to execute, how to best communicate, how to do all of those things under those archetypes. And what's really important with those, right, is that when we're when we have our brand and we know who we are and we know how we operate, we then have to communicate it. And so if we know what our audience is looking to resonate with and what we want to resonate with and what we want to project out into the world, everything we post, everything we market, every time we show up, we can think to ourselves, how do I show up as the magician? How do I show up as the outlaw? How do I show up as the explorer, right? And you can use these tools and these archetypes to strategize how you show up for your audience. And so that is why I love this book is like... It's so helpful to have something where you're mixing intuition and data, where you're mixing yourself with, you know, strategy. And so this book is one of my faves when it comes to branding. I highly recommend that you guys dive into it if you haven't already. Um, but I hope that that was a quick little recap into a book club version of The Hero and the Outlaw. Next month, we are going to have another book. I don't know what yet. I will let you guys know as soon as I know it. Um, I'm still trying to decide if you guys have any thoughts on if you would rather it be like a business book, a personal book, or Maybe, God forbid, neither. Maybe we do like a genuine book club and it's just a random ass book. I don't know. Could be fun. Anyway, that is everything for today, you guys. Thank you for being here for this podcast episode. I hope you liked it. If you are loving the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, and we will see you on 3-3 for the merch drop. I'll probably be crying all day. I'm literally so excited. I'm also just so excited to start wearing the shirts. They've been sitting here for me to shoot and like I want to wear them so bad, but I'm a chronic spiller and I know I will probably spill on them and then ruin them before shoot day. So sad day, but I'm literally so excited. So we will see you guys then. I love you and see you next time.